This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking about all this defense stuff. This team hasn't been very good on the defensive end. And we could talk about their offensive issues on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Will Z went over this a few minutes ago. They let the they 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 let the Rockets score at the basket a lot. Mm. Like when we're talking about good defense, like what are we talking about? Because I I get it. I I saw it against Golden State, and then we got you know we got kind of an explanation as to whether they played good defense or not against Utah. But overall, does anyone believe like this team has been really good defensively this year? I mean, it's early in the season, but I don't know how it's calculated, but their defensive rating right now, they're 14th. So they're better. They're clearly better. So they got the 14th defensive rating, 15th offensive rating right now. And they look worse. Yeah, they do. That, that does not look like the 14th rating. Uh, just as defense a, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't look good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, but you can't – you, you, you fell 14 slots. But – on the offensive end. And here here's the tricky here's the tricky thing about all of this, right? And that's why even in the tweet that I said, I preferenced it, I prefaced it today or whatever the case may be. No De'Aaron Fox. In the three games they've played, they've looked fine. Even in the Warriors game, they were up by like twelve or whatever. Once again, then they couldn't hit shots in in, in that third quarter and it, it really got out of hand. But Utah Warriors game, Lakers game. They looked they looked fine. They looked like a good team. With no Fox in the Warriors game and in the Rockets game, they haven't looked really good at all. So it could be as simple as if you have De'Aaron Fox there. It's a, It changes everything. My argument is it. you would hope it wouldn't change everything. It would change – some things you'd definitely be better with Fox, but you shouldn't fall off the face of the earth without De'Aaron Fox. And I, I think that's what – it feels like that's what we're seeing from this group right now. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. With, with him out, are, are they lacking someone who can get a bucket? Because I was watching the Kings sure. game against the Rockets, it. and it's just kind of like you can run your system offense, get the open shots and all that, but there's always a point. I just need De'Aaron Fox or whoever it is, go create a shot, go give me a bucket. We need a bucket right now. I think, honestly, that's what they're missing without him. Like, Keegan, we're kind of hoping he becomes that, but he's not that yet. Like, they need someone who can just, outside the system, go get me, go get me two or three points right now. It it felt like uh, it felt like that against Golden State, mm. like they didn't have w- with Golden State. You have that embarrassment of riches where you have the ability to go to Clay. You know, two nights later, you see Steph do the game winner. Mm. Right? Mm. It didn't feel like as much as I love Malik and don't and everyone else. Like that's the Aaron's time, mm-hmm. and he wasn't there, and it was noticeable when. Kings got that one-point lead. When the Kings got that one-point lead and couldn't really get anything going after, that's a De'Aaron moment where it's like, all right, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's where other guys got to be better, even Harrison. Like, guys got to be better in that sense. Hey, okay, the shot stopped dropping. We did all of this fighting. Let's just get back, you know, get to the basket. Try to get to the foul line. Do something, anything. Um. Let's let's get to the let's get to the phone lines here though. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Our man Steven. Steven, what's going on, brother? What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm good, Steven. All right. For, before I start, I gotta ask permission from KC to borrow one of his bits because I gotta say, Sabonis is a good ball player. A real good ball player, but as far as mentality goes, I think he is one of the biggest problems. He's passing on too much open stuff constantly. And if we're going to pull Keegan Murray out for passing up on an open three, if he's the leader, especially with Fox out, Fox is hurt. We saw it in the playoffs. Now we're seeing the same thing. He's not willing to take what the defense is giving. And it's making the ball stick because he's left wide open and he's looking for somebody to hand the ball off to. Mm. Problem is, nobody's hitting the threes. Mm. So even if you get in the DHO, and you ain't hitting the three, that's not good offense for you right now. If he's being played one-on-one by guys that are slower, he has not gone against any, you know, besides Anthony Davis, any, like, you know, just elite defensive players. He has to be able to attack and make something happen, get us a bucket when we need it. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I, I think he was I would love to see passive. Sabonis getting 18, especially with Fox out, yeah. getting 18 shots up on a night. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's he's – Part of it, and, and part of it is he's got to press the issue a little bit more than maybe he would like to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's got to be aggressive initiating that offense. So and and initiating well, no. initiating with his yeah that's it scoring that's with his it. shot attempt because that's all he is doing is initiating the offense. A lot of times, and, and this is where I'm I'm worried that some of what Domas does gets a little telegraphed. Because a lot of times he'll catch the ball kind of in the post position, but he'll almost like hold it out. Mm-hmm. And th- then you know he's looking for a pass, mm-hmm. right? He's looking for guys to move. He's looking for something to happen around the perimeter because he's holding the ball out. There are other times he catches the ball in the post and he immediately moves, mm-hmm. right? He immediately starts a dribble and a back down. You know he's being aggressive with what he wants to do. To me, that's a tell sign. He's looking to score versus he's looking to pass. He's looking to score versus he's looking to pass. And sometimes it doesn't feel like he looks to pass in the flow of him trying to get his offensive game, mm. which is what should make him so deadly. Right. 
because he gets down there in the post, he gets there at the basket, they fall in on him. Keegan, Kevin, whoever, of course, they've got to take advantage of it. But I feel like Domas has become a little a little stagnant in the way that he directs that offense. And, or predictable, I should say, in the way he directs the offense. And this is where I want to make sure we are, I am, fair to the situation and not overreacting to, to one game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. we say that about Domas, 10 shot attempts on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. The game before without De'Aaron, he went for 23-11 and – seven or something like whatever the numbers were on 16 shots. I just got mm-hmm. done saying I need him to take 18. He was eight of 16. And mm-hmm. that doesn't even account for when he got fouled being aggressive. And he's got to hit his free throws too. Yeah. So he just did that. Like he just played that. So I don't, I don't want to be like, he's, Oh, I need him to be aggressive when De'Aaron was out. Well, he just did Saturday. He didn't get in the groove of it, but that doesn't mean that's, who he is on a consistent basis. And another thing, I kept – They was all over him defensively. They, they were. They were. I want to Saturday. correct something that I had said earlier because I was, I, was, I was like, this can't be right. And I have to double-check what, what I was saying. Earlier I was saying that Davion took two shots on the night. That was – when I look into my notes, that was just in the first half. He took seven shots on the night. So he, <laughs> I, I still want him up more towards <laughs> so, 15. So you're wrong? But that's not enough. No, no. I want him up. When Fox is out, I want him up towards 15 or whatever. But I want to be factual with what I'm saying. I Like, for whatever. I was like, I feel like I saw him take three shots. What is this two shots business coming from? And I double-checked. Yeah, three of seven seven. isn't good enough. No. It's not, especially with De'Aaron Fox out. Like, there's There's more comfort for me and Silas with me with him being three of 15. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? like I don't, I, don't yeah. I can't have you be three of seven. I need you to get after. Well, him. Keegan was three of twelve, so you almost got your. He's got to hit shots. Wish there. He's one of eight from. What is Keegan's percentage on the year? My guess is twenty three percent. My guess is really bad. That's that's twenty three percent from the, from beyond the arc. Uh, is that what yeah. you're looking at? Yeah, yeah. Twenty three. That's my guess. Twenty three. Keegan Murray's music. It was Jesse. You want to no, take no, because when I hit music, you go, oh, this counts. <laughs> this counts. This counts. <laughs> Jesse, do you want in on this? No, I don't. Okay. All right. Oh, I was, hey, wow. I was just making wow. hey, I hey. This Champ's call. Hey. Champ's call. The, the, I, I, he bowed out. No. No. He bowed no. out. I am the A side. I will let you know when our fights Uh-oh. take place. All right. We're doing it 70 30 split. Payday. He want a payday. <laughs> payday, payday, payday. 25%. Oh, man. 25% from three, 34%. Uh, from the field. And here's, so here's the other thing, right? And I know he's only got sample size of one year, but what do I like to say a lot of time? Percentages and averages are what they are for a reason. Keegan ain't shooting 25% for the season. It's probably going to be mid to high thirties. I don't know if he's going to be 41% like he was last year, but he's probably going to be mid to high thirties, which means he's going to start hitting the shots. I still feel that way about Kevin Herter. I know he had a career year last year, but I don't think he's going to be this awful. Want to play the same game with Kevin Herter? Yeah, if I had to choose his his three point percentage is probably twenty. I'm gonna say twenty two percent. Really living in them twenties, boy. Unfortunately, they are. Yeah. Twenty <laughs> percent from the yeah. from beyond the arc. Twenty eight point nine percent from the field. Yeah, and that, that's just. That's god-awful, and that's not who he is. He may not be 60% from beyond the arc, Kevin Herter, but he's not 
He's not low twenties. No, he's you know what I mean. So they're going to start hitting shots, um, and in turn, I think I think the offense will look better as well. Let's get uh, let's get Manny in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. If you want to talk, Manny, what's going on, baby? What's up, y'all? <clears throat> Before I ask you these questions, real quick, I'm sorry this game. It was just for me so infuriating to watch that game. Like it wasn't like if you're just missing shots, that's one thing. It just they didn't look prepared. They didn't look they look lackluster. And the one thing we all know about Mike Brown seasons is they usually always come prepared to play, and they just didn't look at whether they were or weren't. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question: If you see right, it's early in the season. If you keep con- continuously seeing these trends, do you a do you think because you guys were talking earlier about uh, what this team can do defensively like if they're not if they're not if they're playing to their full potential and that's not what you expect them is Mike expecting too much out of them and then two did the organization not give him everything he needed to be able to execute the plans he's trying to execute and get them to the place he thinks they can be on the defensive end well Mm. that's a good question Manny and I'll I'll even flip that just a little bit I think there could be an argument that they went too far trying to get him what he wanted for this team to look the way he wants it to be. All the acquisitions outside of Sasha, just a bunch of defensive guys that were kind of questionable with their offense, and he they brought them in. As opposed to last year, probably didn't have any like great defensive guys, but they did what? Shot the piss out of the ball. Oh, for <laughs> right? goodness sake. With your Metsus, your TDs. Kenny Durant, you know, relax. <laughs> All those guys. And that's another aspect as to why that offense was the way it was this year. You got guys you got guys in, in JaVale, I mean, who I like. Yeah. But JaVale, Duarte, Kobe's probably a little better than Duarte in my opinion. But Davion, guys that might be <clears throat> negatives offensively. They may be positive defensively, but they're negative offensively. And you got good guys think, in at the same time. I think sometimes. part of what – okay, all right. Let's, let's – Make a note. As Kenny says, we'll talk about it. Because I I, I I, hear your point. I think it's a little unfair regarding at least Chris Duarte and maybe even to a certain degree Kobe Jones. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's Steelo and Casey. Uh, James Ham coming up at the top of the hour uh, here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, I want to get back to... James Ham's going to join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. I'm going to get back to the discussion we were having a few minutes ago about you said you felt like too much of what the Kings did this year was to improve defensively or, or to maybe veer away a little bit from their identity of being a high-scoring team. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the appeals, and obviously that is the uh, addition of Duarte, the drafting of Colby Jones, you know, Sasha Vazenkov, I, I, I don't know that that was a, a, a defensive main move. That's something that they had long to do. Um with Duarte, I felt like, and and obviously that came at the expense of a guy like Terrence Davis, who that's pretty much all he was. Uh, as much as we love him, like we know what it is. Like it's him on the offensive end. Still unbelievable to me that Terrence Davis isn't in the National Basketball Association. Call him up right now. It's just real talk. But Duarte, I think one of the appeals to Duarte is going back to his rookie year, this was a you know, 12, 13-point-per-game score. Like He had the ability to contribute maybe just enough of what you needed on the offensive end, mm-hmm. but potentially being really good on the defensive end. And I think that's what this Kings team was looking for this offseason, someone that could contribute offensively. You don't need to be a 20-point-per-game score because we have a couple of those already, and we're looking to add a third in the rookie we selected last year. We needed someone who could contribute on the defensive end. <coughs> and that's what I feel like Chris Duarte is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what Chris Duarte was was not necessarily based off last year, but based off the year before. That's that's fair. And, like, you mentioned something before we went to break that was 100% true. Like, all of this is unfair. That's fact. All of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Everything that I'm talking about. As unfair as my Adam Morrison take. (laughs) Poor Adam. Wasn't bothering nobody. (laughs) Walking the center court crying. His heart was broken. And Damian. And he wanted to make sure everybody knew it. Sacramento. We'll never get that view back. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if this is going to have a a Tim Zoo effect and we'll be big in Spokane, Washington. I'll be uh, hated. But um, all of it's unfair, man. It's, It's five games. Mm-hmm. Five games into the season, they've played two of them without their best player. We want them to be a finished product right now yeah. because we're so amped about where we think they're going to be this season. Right, right. So you talk about Chris Duarte. I agree with James Ham. He's brought it up a couple of times. He's trying to get back into the flow mm-hmm. of playing. He had an injury played second season uh, where he can never really get into the flow. Now he's being thrust into a situation where he's playing asked to be playing uh, consistent minutes, and, you know, he's got to get used to it. It's a new team, you know, trying to get a feel for for this offense, the way they get things done here. All of it is extremely unfair uh, five games into the season. And that's why I I try not to say this is who they are, who they've turned into. I'm telling you what I think they look like right now, and I hope it's not that, and they can kind of kick out and be like, no, we were just getting you know used to things, and we're going to get back to putting up 115 tonight, and we're going to be a better defensive team along the way as well. It's only five games now. When do when does it become an issue though? 
If it's still so, looking like this by like whatever, like when is it? No, good question because what do we hear about Mike? He likes to look at seasons in five game increments. Mm-hmm. Okay, well the first five game increment is behind you. Mm-hmm. What's his assessment of this five game increment? Like if he's honestly assessing it, what is his what is his takeaway from what he's seen? Two of the five games without De'Aaron Fox or not, you've got a full basketball team that you have to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he think of it? Once you get into the second five-game increment, now beginning tonight with Houston, mm-hmm. you got Portland coming up, you got Oklahoma City coming up. It's been too long since we played the Golden State Warriors. You got them coming up again here, not too long. So you 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 want to start seeing some some turnarounds. I feel like you get ten games in, fifteen games in. I feel like you can start to make you know assessments on this team. <coughs> Forgive me, I'm sorry. Um, one up like Adam Morrison. I did. I did. It's, it's, this whole show's got I have Caleb Williams. Adam Morrison has got me emotional. <laughs> um, shoot, I sound a lot better than I did when I recorded that sack hoops update this morning. <laughs> I was worried this morning. I was like, man, I do not sound right. Um, but yeah, you 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 could start to make assessments. You know, ten to fifteen games in, you go back to last year, four games into the season, they had lost all four of them, mm-hmm. but you saw. You you saw it like you you go to that Portland game, you, of course the multiple Warriors game in the first five. You you saw it like uh-huh. it was there. This one having this this Chicago clunker is tough because you didn't see a game like oh, that yeah. for months. Yeah. Uh, not Chicago, Houston. Houston. The Houston clunker you didn't see that for 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 months into the season. Yeah, yes, yes and no, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll break it down. So the Portland game. Um, a lot of people were down on that game. I didn't think they played that bad. They should have won that game. Um, they they blew the lead in that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So there was that. The Clippers game wasn't that good. The Clippers game, they missed, they missed a four lot of, million free throws. Yeah, they missed a lot of free which throws. Which I think is a record. Yeah, the defense was kind of spotty. Paul George mm-hmm. went off against them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was so-so. The Warriors game... <laughs> I don't think anybody looked at that as a good game. Remember, that was the game they gave up, like, what, 90 points in the first half? And that was a meme for everybody, the first half stuff. And then uh, a lot of people looked at the comeback as being fool's gold. Then they played Memphis. Memphis was more like Saturday's game. They were never really Memphis. Yeah, Memphis was bad. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Memphis was bad. So it is stunning that you can remember that the way that you do. I was depressed after those four games. Like, oh man! But 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 Malik wasn't. Malik wasn't. No, well he wasn't. But that that came after the second Warriors game. That quote. The we're just fine quote. Mm-hmm. The Kevin Herter game where he got fouled seven times. But I think he uh, it was eight. But I think Malik had two last year. Might have. And I feel like might one have. of them was could be missing. It, it actually, it, it, I don't. It might not even been after the Grizzlies game. It might have been after the first. I don't. I don't remember when the first one was, um, but I think it was a practice quote. The we're just fine. I think we good. We good. Game. We good. <laughs> I don't know why that made me chuckle the way that it did. That was a, a post game quote, but but go ahead. So um, who did they play after the Grizzlies? By the way, they played uh, Miami. That's the first win. And then and then they played Charlotte. That's the second win. That was on Halloween. That's amazing. Then they played Miami. That was the Tyler Hero game. And then they played Orlando. That was the Kamara game. Kamara game. 
That was the Kamara game. That's crazy. And then it gets fuzzy after that. No, that's crazy. You got yeah. it, though. You got it. <laughs> it's like when Michael Scott kept asking the concierge questions when he went to Canada. That's Casey yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, it was Golden State after that. That's right. And then they went on seven-game seven win Seven-game win streak. It was Cleveland after that. Okay, at man. Home. Okay, well, keep going then. I think I'm done. You done? Yeah, I think I'm done. Okay. It was the Lakers. Oh, Friday. Then they night. got the, that was your then they game. got the, the that, was, that was my yep, yeah. that, that, yep, that was mine. And then the the Warriors Nets where they shot the piss out the ball. Thank you. Spurs <laughs> Pistons Grizzlies before losing to the Hawks. Yeah. I remember being really upset when they lost to the Hawks too. Oh, that was frustrating. <clears throat> uh, that was that was like Houston's game. Yeah, that that they that, had a that, bunch of opportunities that, and that couldn't Hawks make their shots. Was trash, but it was it was cushioned by a seven game win streak and being above five hundred for the first time in two decades. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. but yeah, that game was terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. So I, I'm I'm really anxious, just like everybody else. I'm anxious to see how they play today, how they come out um, for this game because I, a lot of people have said it and I understand it and agree. They did come out pretty lifeless on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I'm not going to say that's second straight coaching game, by or the way. they weren't ready or anything like that, but um, it's got to be a sense of a little bit more of a sense of urgency. So I'll I, I start this. I'll put it on the screen. I'll ask you what you think of it. Gilbert says, "I wish Coach would start Monk over Davion," and we've been we've said it a number of different times. We've been kind of adamant, like we agree that it feels like. Mike Brown wants to keep Malik in that role coming off the bench. Are you thinking about changing your mind? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so, so either. Only because, but I, I'm not. I'm. I haven't dismissed it as quick as quick as I did two weeks ago. You know. Yeah. With this, I, I'm I'm starting to think about it. Under understood, and 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 perfectly fair. Malik having 18 off the bench and seven assists, getting 12 from JaVale, getting 10 from Duarte. I feel like a lot of that is direct a direct impact. I mean, obviously, the 18 and seven, that is Malik. But you look at the way that the other guys got involved, I got to think Malik is a big part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't – Domas got to be better when De'Aaron's out. Like, Domas mm-hmm. is really good, and he's it, it said this the other day, even after the Warriors lost. Like, Domas is off to an all-pro. He's off to an all-NBA start to the season. Mm-hmm. That didn't change because he only had 11, 15, and 4. But he needs to – like, Domas has to be up one – like, just one more notch when De'Aaron is away. Mm-hmm. Because when we say everyone needs to make up for De'Aaron's absence, that includes DeMontis Sabonis. Yep, yep. It's not just – it's just not Keegan. It's not just Harrison or Malik or Davion. Mm-hmm. It's everyone, mm-hmm. including Domas. Yeah. yeah, you're 100% correct. And So given he... what Domas can do with that starting group, given what I believe Davion can do with that starting group, I'd still I'd still at this point prefer to keep Malik – with with that group because I don't know if Davion can get that out of them. I I that's completely fair. I prefer to keep Davion too. I I think I think he can be a lot better than what we saw on Saturday night. He can be closer to what we saw on Wednesday against the Warriors. Um but they can't 
say Fox is out Wednesday, mm-hmm. and they start the game tonight like they did on Saturday. I got to think about Wednesday. So I got to think about making a change on Wednesday. They can't start. They they scrapped. Mm-hmm. I had it in the notes. They scrapped to get it to thirty three nineteen. That's what happened to. That's the, the, the we ignore it because of the way the game ended. That's what happened against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They started with a double digit deficit against the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. They they like dug deep in the last minute and a half to get that to thirty three nineteen. That. That was not – it wasn't that close in the first quarter. No. So if that happens again tonight, <clears throat> I got to think about making a change in the starting lineup. Yeah, that I, I don't I don't disagree. Because at some point you got to – the dots are going to connect somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's Davion, then, then, then that's unfortunate. But I also need to see Kevin Herter shoot better and Keegan Murray yep. to shoot better before I – because whether fair or not, if – if 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 the scenario you just laid out happens again tonight, if this team starts poorly again tonight, and Keegan is shooting bad, and Kevin is shooting bad, and Davion is not doing what you need him to do, and you make one change, and the change is Malik to Davion, or Davion to Malik, I guess, in this situation, it's going to come across as we see the offensive issues that we're experiencing without De'Aaron Fox is Davion Mitchell's fault, mm-hmm. which probably isn't entirely fair. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. Now, there could be a cause and effect for sure, but I think Will Z, Jill Adge, I think even Deuce had stats out there about your favorite stat, the wide open. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're just not making them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, shout out to me, by the way, too. Of course. Uh, big weekend for me. Uh, guess who I got to follow from this week, this weekend? I don't know. Dave Deuce Mason. He decided to follow me. Stop. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> How the hell was he following me before you? <laughs> I don't know. And I got hilarious. the I got the notification. Deuce Mason at Deuce Mason started following you. I was like, oh, this must be a parody account. Like it ain't. It was him. really doing. Oh no, yeah, twelve point seven million followers or uh, thousand wow. followers. Twelve point seven thousand. So you know, it's the real Deuce. Oh, okay. Well, well, that happened. He unblocked you. That's that we, we we do it once a week here on the show. Why people get mad when I start talking about boxing? They don't want to hear about that. They want to block me? No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Dave is like, Deuce followed me before Kenny. <laughs> wow. We need to get to the bottom of this. I need to Bobby Gerald all over again. <laughs> oh no, Deuce, get in here. <laughs> so look, we got another Kenny beef to squash. Greg, we got to do this again, Greg. Oh my God! Uh, we have, we have, we the immediate update. We had Duce right here says not true. Cap and all, all capital letters says he hit unfollow on accident. Oh, accident. Oh, <laughs> that's what happened, Deuce. I, I've hit that follow unfollow button on accident too. <laughs> That he said that's what that's what triggered the the follow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout right, out to Deuce. Hey, I made it, baby. I made it, boy. That boy Deuce following. I made it. Man, all these damn Twitter <laughs> beefs with Kenny Caraway. Shout out to my boy Bobby Gerald too, man. South Stack stand up. Oh, man. absolutely. 916-909-1320. If y'all if y'all have y'all ever have you ever looked at Kamara's IG stories? 
Not his stories. I go to like IG, like yeah. like like Kamara write books on his. I like sometimes so he does like, a little oh, thing where it's like a black screen and he just nah. Notes. He'll put like a picture and then like eight paragraphs and it's like mm. man, I hope I hope Kamara's okay because I'm not reading all of that. <laughs> Kamara saw the bat signal go up for him earlier. What's up, bro? Uh, first of all, my IG stories are lit. That's facts, though. You know, if you got the patience, they're good. Re- you, he's, you know, Kamara posts in my G stories where you got to hit the pause button. Like you got to hold, <laughs> yeah. you got to keep your thumb on the screen so you can read you it. Gotta all. hold it for about thirty-five seconds if you're lucky. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm giving politics. I'm giving fashion tips. I mean, you know, I, I got. I I've been that. sleeping on that though. I got. I got to check out Kamara's stories because you know I don't know how the algorithm. I don't know if you got the time. I don't know if you got the time yeah. for Kamara's IG. When I'm story. trying to when I'm trying to put uh, Ryan to sleep, you know, what I mean, maybe that's when I can you know check it out. Read us some bedtime stories <laughs> from Kamara's <laughs> IG page. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, first of all, the I had a small beef with you because I was texting you during the game, and then you were kind of blowing me off on saying that I was I was actually right, and then I see James Ham and Casey uttering my same point that the offense wasn't moving quickly quickly enough, and you know, I, you know, if you look no, at the text, see, it, don't do this, don't do this. See, this is why I don't like texting you during games. First of all, first of all, Kamara, go to bed. Second of all, we're having this discussion about he's 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 talking about the 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 the, the offense has been too slow this season. And I said yeah. I I I I think you're overreacting. Fox is out, but you know when he was around, they scored 130, 114, whatever whatever the numbers were. And then and then he tweets some quote from James Ham that I don't know if James said it on this show. I don't know if he said it on Twitter. I don't know where the quote from James came from. And then he screenshots your tweet about them uh, five games too busy worrying about. I'm like, I ain't even talking to this dude no more. <laughs> no, but hey, hey, it's all love, man. But you know what I, I think though tonight, I really want to see. Um, I really want to see them getting Sasha more involved and get more aggressive. Because there were a couple times where Kobe looked him off. Like, you know, Sasha was opening the corner, and he looked him off and, and drove to the lane, for I guess, for a better shot. But I'm like, you know, we needed – the second year was doing the thing, and they scored over, like, 45 points in the, from the bench, which is great. But I, I think they were, if we're struggling with our two starters from shooting from the outside, you know, we have a gunner on the bench – Let's see if we can get him like going offensively as far as uh, widening out the floor a little bit. Because I mean, I just think there's a we're having pr- trouble uh, creating a shot. And I don't want to see Javale McGee. You know, I mean, I, I like Javale, but I don't need I don't need him putting up eight to ten shots a game. Mm. You know, when you have the guy when you have a Euro MVP sitting on your bench, give him those looks. Let him get him an ISO, see what he can do, and creating. I mean, I, I just. I think we're 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 sleeping on it a little bit, and that's just kind of where my my you know opinion on. So I, I'd like K- to hear you guys' thoughts. So I'll take it off. Kamara Kamara sounded like James Ham texting me about Javale <laughs> McGee. Kamara <laughs> Kamara was James Ham part two when it came to Javale McGee on Saturday. Who TF keeps gassing Javale to take these shots? <laughs> Oh man! Oh James! Oh it's Kamara. My bad. My bad. It's Kamara. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, first of all, what Kamara said, I understand, and I'm 
kind of with that. And that mm-hmm. seems to go to the whole defense before offense type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let Sasha get out there and let him get loose. You know, let him get loose. Let's 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 get that ball up the floor. You know, get open shots. Let him, let him let it fly. Let him let it fly. I just I want to see this team look and feel a lot freer on the offensive end. I that I keep talking about that second quarter. I like that style of play for this team a lot more than anything I saw. And I was watching second quarter. They were giving up buckets. Mm-hmm. They were giving up some easy buckets that I'm not happy with, but they were giving them up. Boom, get out. Let's go. Let's run. We're getting right back at them. You know, and it's easier said than done, but I do believe one of the main things that I'm looking at every time with this this team is how many 30-point quarters they can get. I need it. I would love four. That's 120 mm. points per game. I don't know if that's realistic. But give me three well, 20 I mean, what point they quarters. Did last year? Well, Isn't true. that what you looked you yeah, looked it up yeah. earlier? Yeah. Give me three 30 point uh quarters. Give me three of them. But to do that, you gotta get these shots up. You gotta get up and down the floor. And that's right now, I think that's kind of who this team is. Rockets biggest lead on Saturday was twenty. King's biggest lead was one. Mm. The lead. Mm. The lead changed hands twice. Mm. But see, mm-hmm. I knew today was going to be like this, though. I knew today mm-hmm. was going to be like this. It's understandable. We love the Kings. We want what we saw last year. But to how we started this particular segment, a lot of this really is a little unfair. We got to do what we got to do. We talking about it. We having a good time. But that's another reason why I was hesitant on that text. And I was made sure to say it's a little unfair, especially without tweet. Fox mm-hmm. or tweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little unfair, especially without De'Aaron Fox, because he is a game changer, and he is a guy that number one demands the respect of the defense, which gets better looks for everybody else. Yeah, and he's a guy that pushes the pace, and that Mike Brown. I don't know. I was about to say something that I don't know is true, but I was going to say trust. To push the bit that it would imply he doesn't trust Davion. I don't know that. I'm not saying that, but Mike Brown is like, yeah, Fox, get up to court, do <clears> what <throat> you do. You know what I mean? Team could look completely different. I guess my thing is, I don't want them to look completely different from when he's there and when he's not. I need pretty much the same, and they're enhanced when when Fox is is out there. That's what I'm looking for. It's early, but without Fox, does it kind of shed a light on their maybe broader issues as far as what they need to upgrade the team and all that going forward? Well, no, I think I think the earlier point that you made was accurate. They still need they don't they need the version of Keegan Murray we envisioned. Mm. That's yeah, that's no, they, what they're they're missing. They need the version of Keegan Murray from last year. We envisioned more. Just give me what. He, you mean what you were last year? Well, well, but well, th- 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 that's fine. But remember, like Keegan had his ups and downs last year. He did. Like Egan, he did. Keegan had stretches where he disappeared. Yeah, and that just might. So did so did Herder. That's the that's the other component to all of this. Is these guys had stretches where they where they weren't very good, 
and 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 you know Kevin Herter can make a basket. Keegan was going through some through through some things, and it's okay. Who's to say that that's just not what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. It's just happening at the start of the season, right? And I worry nothing about Keegan. I do worry a lot about Kevin Herter because of what you brought up earlier. There's a microscope on him, and it feels like there's this unnecessary and perhaps unrealistic expectation about the type of player he's supposed to be. Mm. And to that point, I was watching the game on Saturday. Was it perfect? Was it no? I just keep looking at Kevin Hurd and be like, man, this guy, he's playing his ass off right now. Mm-hmm. He's trying mm-hmm. everything he can to be productive, even if the shot isn't falling. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get that shot to fall, get mm-hmm. his offense to go. Like, I I know production is the only thing that matters out here, but I love the way he's playing. I do believe the results will come the way we want it to mm-hmm. if he continues to play this way on both sides of the ball. He, he's getting after it, man. He, he's, he's trying to fight out of this, mm-hmm. kick out of this whole thing. I think he'll get there. We'll come back. A couple of NBA things that we haven't touched on. I um, want to throw just two quick NFL notes at you, uh, and then we'll dive back into the Kings conversation because James Ham's going to join us when we return here. It's Steeler and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Yo, I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to hear uh, in our real estate seminar. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in that as well. Just just give me your money. Yeah, just, just give, give me your money. money. Yep. Um, I'm interested to hear what your 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 corners is with uh, Joe Budden this weekend, man. Your, your thoughts on that? I won't give it away because people got to listen to it. But I'm just saying, I gotta. Yeah, that was well, a, hopefully, that was if you're listening weekend. to this, you're going to miss it. So well, we'll 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 throw it on the podcast feed. Well, it also um, comes on again at six. It does. You missed it. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people are laughing a little too hard. I don't like it. I do not like mm-hmm. it at all because that's the set. It one without the other, but, 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 but like Joe's been accosted like twice mm-hmm. in the last couple of. It feels like the last couple of days. I don't know the true time. About a week span, or so. But like less than a week, he's been accosted twice by. St- because of things that he says on on the podcast. And it's like, okay, we're either we can't pick and choose when we call a podcast host a member of the media to you know based on like what they're talking about. Right. And I feel like because Joe's talking about hip hop, he's talking about stuff that matters to us and he's talking about stuff in the culture, mm-hmm. it's getting ha ha a little too much. Mm-hmm. And to me it's not funny. And I re- I do I did, when I when I saw when I saw the the thing with Flip of Joe talking about he got he got punched you know at a at a gentleman's club yeah well yeah. it's like okay wait a minute like that, that that's that's foul but no you know Joe okay mm-hmm. then I then when I saw it was like by who I was like okay wait a minute what the hell is going on here mm. like we need to we need to, they're, they're, it. You know, corners of the culture on on one hundred two five is quick. It's just two minute quick hits. Mm-hmm. This could be a forty five minute discussion, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just still even after fifty years, hip hop isn't taken seriously enough. No, we're, we're not, and I also think we in the community, we in the hip hop community as well, got to do a little bit better than than what we do. It's I agree. Not all on us all the time, but. We also gotta 
Like we we can't we can't be doing that kind of stuff. That doesn't that doesn't happen in other genres like that. Yeah, I, I wish it wouldn't happen as much in, in hip hop like that. Um, so that's 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 over on 102.5. That's that's on the corners of the culture podcast feed. If you haven't uh, subscribed to that yet, go check it out. Again, it's just two two minute blurbs. You can hear our entire. Victoria Monet interview there as well. We're going to start posting more interviews that we've done. We actually have quite a few interviews that have never made air that we're just going to try to get out on on that podcast. And hopefully, you know, at some point, um, if Kenny and I can really ever figure out our schedule, we can grab the dope ones and get that podcast popping again. But it's still alive. It's still uh, updated daily. So uh, subscribe to the, Corners of the Culture. Dope ones got something cooking up for the winter. I oh, said, oh, I saw that. I, said, I need all I of that. I saw that. Months. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Um, a, a couple of quick notes before Hammer joins us. Um, C.J. Stroud, we mentioned him earlier. A phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal game. Five touchdowns, a stellar game-winning touchdown drive. 470 yards. Peep these numbers from C.J. so far this year. 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, one interception. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Great job by him. Shout out to D'Amico Ryans as yep. well. Um, that 4-4 four and four Houston Texans team uh, looked like they could be a lot of fun uh, in the years to come. And as I mentioned earlier, if you were watching Red Zone at the right time, you saw this and, and the Vikings game. You saw the Texans game and the Vikings game kind of peak at the same time, which were arguably two of the bigger stories in the NFL yesterday. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, Joshua Dobbs taking over for Jaron Hill, who le- Jaron Hall, who left the game with a concussion, mm-hmm. and the Vikings continue this little run that they're on. They are. They they, they, are, they, they they've been playing really well. We talked about the Raiders uh, and the way they celebrated, and, and and how this could be a moment where, you know, they turn things around. You know, they, 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 there's a moment over there of like, hey. Yo, we've got some talent on this squad. We could really do something moving forward. For the Vikings, you know, losing a, a, a quarterback that was playing as well as Kirk Cousins is, is, is certainly tough. But there could be a moment yesterday where they're like, hey, we might be able to keep this thing going. Right. Um, so just some really uh, stellar finishes yeah. uh, to the NFL. In, in some NFL games yesterday. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really tap into uh, red zone. Um like I normally do yesterday. Uh, I had the bye week, you know. No, I had the no, bye you week. enjoyed you know, it. Rested, yeah. <laughs> I was on a bye. <laughs> Niners on a bye, I'm on a bye. But I came back and I was, you know, I couldn't stay away from the scores and stuff like that. So I was following the scores and what was going on. And um, shout out to Mon Shepard, by the way. I was following the scores and, and what was going on. I was like, man, some good stuff. Went back, saw a lot of the stuff. The Josh Dobbs stuff was great. Um, I got an opportunity to see the end of that Cowboys-Eagles game. It was a big-time game. Mm. Tough loss for the Cowboys. Can I Can I share something? I don't think I – I don't know if I shared it on the show or not. I thought the Cowboys were going to win. Like, I thought going into the game that Cowboys – like, the Cowboys can't lose another big game. I, thought, I was just like, they're going to get the Eagles. How would you, you, you feel with six minutes to go, down one score, Dak got the ball? I thought he was going to do it. I don't know what you want me to say. I thought he was going to do it. I was like, you, you, you could shed a lot of labels here, and the labels ain't never going nowhere. I don't think they are. He took that sack. He took that sack when they were on the what, like it was like six. Yeah, 
They got so and then no, the, the, so there was the, the well, I know you're talking about a different drive, but he had the one on the the drive where Greg Olson was like, "Hey, I think you should go a little faster here. You're treating this yeah. like this is the yeah. the last chance to win." Yeah. Fourth and ten, I think it was. Tight end was killing. CD had a great game. You go to some one-on-one matchup with some – and he went over there confident, like, yeah, this is where I'm going. First down coming. This radio show, I don't know. I don't know what – I don't know what, oh, <laughs> what the heck. Apologies to those on – I don't know how to describe what my <laughs> man just did. To the radio <laughs> audience, that shaking you heard was Kenny moving around his chair. That was I think the Kenny had, I think Kenny had a seizure. He might have. Hey. No. Kim, someone get oh, first aid. Oh, someone. Hey, that's the, the Dak warm up when he does his little hips. Oh, that's I don't. That's, He's moving his hips, radio. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this is a lot happening in here, folks. I, that was the Dak warm up. Are you okay, sir? <laughs> that was the, the Dak warm up right there, and he he went back to that muscle memory to go to oh random wide receiver four. Well. I was like, yo, what's this guy doing, man? WR4 on the chart. <laughs> How much longer are we doing this with the Cowboys? I, I, we're not. Honestly, I mean, as far as like. I don't think we are. Like we're just done with them now? I don't think anyone's in on them except Cowboy fans. And I mean, like how long is Jerry Jones dealing with this and all that? Because it's kind of. Jerry doesn't have a choice. Okay, Stephen Jones, excuse me. Stephen doesn't have a choice either. <laughs> like what are they going to do? That's true, Dak's locked up. got another year. Yeah, what are you going to do? Keep Dak around and then yeah. move on from him. That's, and that's best case scenario. You better have someone lined up because Dak is a good quarterback. He is. So you gotta, but you gotta have not, somebody to. It's hard to be a good. You know where you you could be a good quarterback in Tennessee. Mm. You could be a good quarterback that you could be a good quarterback in Houston. You can't be a good quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. You can't. Because that's not that's no one's talking about you. Hey, what a what a gutty ten and seven season they had. Yeah. No, it's whether they met expectations or whether they failed in the playoffs or whether they did this or whether they did that. It always boils down to the same thing because Jerry Jones is going to be at the forefront of everything, telling you we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Mm. Like, hey, Jerry, I don't think you have a Super Bowl team. I believe this is a Super Bowl team. All right, Jerry, you just set some lofty expectations for, you know, quarterback 10, and I don't – you can't be good. And that's what Dak is. Dak is fine. Do – He's regressed badly in his career, but he's fine. Don't do that. When you have – Oh, you're doing – Dak Prescott. Don't do that either. At quarterback, you've got to make sure that you – maximize every opportunity and here at Dallas we're not maximizing every opportunity the 49ers that's a litmus test the Eagles that's another litmus test and we've just gotta we've gotta find a way to get over the top do you care because I I want a Super Bowl so bad do you I want I want a Super Bowl more than anything left in this 
it won't in this life. It's like you got to make it sound more like you're turning to dust doing or something like that. But it's got to sound more old. The impression just goes on so long. Do you care <laughs> to discuss what you were discussing on the radio Friday? No, that's you see, I actively avoided that. <laughs> I'm trying you, to be better as well. That's the no, like like Brian Cruz says, the ultimate what? <laughs> Talking about Jerry's glory holes. Yeah, that's what it was. So mad I missed that. That's what it was. <laughs> Well, That's crazy, bro. Hey, <laughs> come on, TC. TC with the inevitable. <laughs> Lance is the next one up. Hey, so- I, I agree with nothing Ernie ever says, but that, that Jerry is just tough. Ernie, I, oh. I really don't know what the hell you're talking about because okay, when you talk about America's team, you're talking about the Cowboys. So you know what works is that like the – the the low like delivery at the very end. That's what when you talk about America's team. That's what that's what like does it. That's like all right. I got I got that. So remember when he cried, I got that. Get that. Remember when he cried when he said he wanted to win a Super Bowl? Yes, I remember when he cried. Jerry, you're going to die before you win a Super Bowl. I'm so sorry to say that your team's win not Bowl. winning a Super Bowl. So bad. No, you're Spe- Jerry. speaking of owners. Um. Miles Mansker threw it in the chat. Did you guys see um, Jim Mersey dancing at whatever he was to oh. Dreams and Nightmares? <laughs> Jim Mersey, please don't. We didn't forget who you were, sir. No, but did you see that video, though, for real? Yeah, he looked a mess. Yeah, he was holding the coach's hand, looking like the spirit was going to get him or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at Brandon Staley, looking all happy, about to make another terrible fourth down call. <laughs> 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 Look at all happy. Look a little like Jake Gaden right Brandon there. Brandon Staley. It was like, who? Yeah. Well, Jake, Jake uh, Gaden might make better fourth down calls than Brandon Staley does. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 